Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. 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 Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. The rules, as it were, of uh, operating remote meetings. Uh, the important thing is that they have to fulfill the same function, the same purpose as a normal meeting. Uh, and although it's handicapped to have things down the line, uh, it's down to us to make it a success. Uh, the regulations governing virtual meetings state you must be able to hear and to be heard. Uh, and so in a moment, I'll ask the Democratic Services Officer uh, to run through uh, a roll call register so anybody listening in will, will know who else is present. Um, can you please keep your microphone on mute? I see they are on mute, uh, with the exception of the Vice Chair and the Lead Officer. Don't speak unless you've been invited to speak, but otherwise it's just how it work. Uh, we can't cope with that. Uh, there's a blue button. I've got between these asking to speak. Uh, at the moment, two blue buttons, not so really. Two blue hands, they pop up like that against the participants list. You can find the participants list uh, on the 
toolbar that pops into existence uh, when you move your cursor over the bottom of the screen. And we've now got 50 participants to see. So on my system, there's more than one uh, screen. There's two screens to accommodate everybody. They won't all fit on in one. Uh, you can interrupt a point of order, but it has to be a point of order, and I'll show the guidance to the officers whether it is. Uh, and um, the chat function, there's a chat function at the bottom of the screen, which I've never managed to fully master. It is a way of communicating with me, um, but the fact that you've written something there doesn't guarantee that I've actually <laughs> that I will actually get to see it. So I'm now going to hand over the Democratic Services Officer to have a roll call of all those present, please. Chair, you're not coming across very clear. Councillor Is that any better? Councillor Lewis, would you like to speak? Would you unmute yourself, please? Yeah. Councillor Lees, unmute. Okay. Can you unmute her, Ben? I, I've just done it. I'll... Every time you move, it goes... And I'm missing. I've missed quite a bit. And I think if people could put their hands up who haven't been able to hear Richard very well, that would be really helpful. Right. There's quite okay. a lot of people that are not hearing you. What I will do is I'll move to another location where I've got more broadband. Uh, the broadband's normally perfectly good down here, but um, uh, we'll get a stronger signal if I move upstairs. So if you do just you bear have with me whilst I do that. On at the moment? Uh, yes, I have several microphones. I have uh, Councillor Lee. I think that's I have... possibly the problem, is you're getting feedback. Okay, Alistair's on, switched on. Alistair, can you switch off your microphone, please? Uh, let me see who else. Uh, who else? Put the microphone's on, please, Ben. Ben, who else have got their microphones on? Nobody else now. Oh, Councillor Lachlan, I've just turned yours off. Um... Oh, have you? <laughs> I'm on. Yeah, off, please. There we are. Now, can you hear me now? Hands up those that cannot hear me now. You're sounding good at the moment. So there, there appears to be the answer. One person speaks at a time. There's an original idea. One person speaks at a time. Uh, Councillor Lees, you're shaking your head. I, we can't hear you, Richard. I couldn't hear you then either when you just did that. When you went over like that and you went, one person should only speak, da -da -da, it went, <coughs> but I might be the only one. No, it's not good here either. I think moving, Richard, might be a great plan. Okay, I'll yeah, go up here. Richard, but you are moving all of the time. Your head is wobbling. I say, I don't mean that in a rude sense. Um, right. Richard, perhaps we could do, if I could suggest, we could do the roll call while you're moving. And then <laughs> we know that you're there. And, and if, if you're going to move, that we could do the roll call, yeah? Do the roll call. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Democratic Services. Mr. Buckle, please uh, read the register. Uh, could you please announce um, whether you're here or not uh, when I call your name? 
Councillor Armstrong. Present. Councillor Asker. Present. Councillor Bagnall. Present. Councillor Barker. Present. Councillor Caton. Present. Councillor Coote. Here. Councillor Christiani. Here. Councillor Day. Present. Councillor Dean. Present. Councillor Driscoll. Present. Councillor Eek. Here. Councillor Evans. Present. Councillor Fairhurst. Present. Councillor Foley. Present. Councillor Freeman is here. Uh, Councillor Gregory. Here. Here. Councillor Hargreaves. Here. Councillor Isham. Here. Councillor Jones. Councillor Jones. Here. Uh, Councillor Khan. Present. Councillor Lavelle. Councillor Lavelle. Okay. Present. Present. Oh. I couldn't unmute. Uh, Councillor LeCount. Here. Councillor Lees. Yeah. Councillor Lemon. Councillor Lemon. It is unmuted. Councillor Lemon, are you here? I'm muted by the host. I'm here. That's okay. I've just unmuted you. Thank you. Uh, Councillor Light. Yes. Councillor Lodge. Present. Councillor Lachlan. Councillor Lachlan. I'm unmuted. Oh, good. There you are. Good. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Councillor Luck. Present. Councillor Merrifield. Present. Councillor Oliver. Present. Councillor Pavitt. Present. Councillor Pepper. Present. Councillor Reeve. Present. Councillor Sell. Present. Councillor Stora. Present. Councillor Sutton. Present. Councillor Taylor. Present. And Councillor De Vries. Present. Thank you, everyone. Over to you, Chair. <laughs> okay. I think we're going to have trouble with this class. It didn't sound very happy. Anyway, uh, so not everybody's microphone worked perfectly, so it isn't just me. I've now moved to uh, a place where we have uh, a strong Wi-Fi, and I have a 100 megabyte or limited cable, so it should be good enough. Right, I'll continue the meeting. Uh, so the next step, excuse me, uh, we have four public speakers this evening, uh, and you each have two minutes. Uh, 
have all the public speakers signed in then? So if you call their name, uh, they'll either unmute themselves or I'll, I'll unmute them. Okay. So the names are Graham Mott, Andy Dodsley, Vincent Thompson, and David Hall. Are they present? They are indeed. Yes. Andy Graham. Dodsley, present. Okay. Graham, Graham Mott is present, Chairman. Okay. Okay, in that case, Graham Mott, can you give us your statement, please? You have uh, uh, three minutes, if you don't mind. Uh, thank you, Mr Chairman. I hope you can hear me. I have unmuted. Um, thank you for the chance to speak at this extraordinary meeting, sir, under these truly extraordinary circumstances. I speak on behalf of Elston Parish Council, of which I am the chairman. The recommendation is that the council proceeds with a new local plan rather than attempting to amend the submitted plan. The inspectors recommend a strategy of reducing the garden settlements in favour of more new allocations to small and medium-sized sites. My first point is that some such sites were included in the local plan as presented, but they were not examined as the stage two hearings were not held. If they had been held, it is very possible that deficiencies would have been found, thereby making the original proposals more eligible. The inspectors seem to assume that more small and medium site, sites are readily available and that no problems would arise in their allocation. The second point is that the report suggests that the planned period could be extended from the present end date of 2033 to 2040. One of the inspector's leading objections was that the concentration on the garden settlements meant that a considerable amount of allocated housing would not be available until beyond the planned period. Changing the end date would answer that criticism and would also mean that construction of the rapid transfer system would be further advanced during the planned period. Some major objections to the plan as formulated would thus be much qualified. The third point is that in the period since the inspectors reached their conclusions, government has decreed that councils must have a plan in place by the end of 2023. It is an interesting question as to whether the inspectors would have been so insistent on a new plan had the government edict been published before they wrote their letter. Lastly, sir, I trust that the Council will not underestimate the extent to which the unexpected can make for delay. The inspector's letter was probably written around the middle of December, but it was held up by the general election. It has taken over four months for a recommendation to come before the Council to proceed in the direction indicated by the inspectors. At a meeting which I attended in February, Councillor Lodge said that starting again on a new plan could take up to six years. If the council was truly to start afresh on a wholly new plan to go through all its stages by the end of 2023, then it's impossible not to feel that it should have started many months ago. You're on three minutes, sir. Thank you, sir. I have a brief conclusion, two lines. It must be that while the inspector's direction must be heeded, 
The Council would do well to draw as much as possible on work already done if there is to be any chance of a new plan being submitted in time. Thank you, Mr Chairman. Uh, I think I'm the first member of the public to address the Council from the comfort of his own living room. (laughs) You could hear me okay. Thank you very much. Well, we could hear you very well. It's going to be difficult getting people back into the Council chamber after this, I can tell you, because uh, there are are merits doing this from from your own home. Uh, uh, (laughs) It's it's going to be difficult to get us back. Um, So... Can I just at this point suggest that the reason why we're here today, there's a single reason, there's an extraordinary council meeting, there's a single reason for it, is to decide whether or not to withdraw the um, emerging local plan and start again, or to continue with the emerging local plan and repair it. It's binary. Those are the two questions. So you have very interesting views on local plans and what the next one should look like for that uh, they won't they um, consider this meeting and it's not a great deal of value in bringing those ideas forward. We'll have plenty of opportunities next. Andrew Bosley, are you around, please? Chairman, Andrew, the chairman. This is a point of order, Mr. J- uh, Mr. D- Councillor Dean. No, you couldn't be heard. Oh, well, that is a point of order if you can't be heard. <coughs> I'm afraid I can't do anything about that. I'm speaking as well as I know. I move to another location. Can you hear me now? No. Can you hear me now? I'm not unmuted. It's rather intermittent, Councillor Freeman. Yeah, I I don't have a solution to that. Chairman, I think we hear you better when you're fairly close to your computer and you don't move your head. (laughs) <laughs> Apart from that, <laughs> is this going to be like one of those old photographs where you have a neck clamp to stop you moving whilst the exposure is made? Okay, I shall attempt not to move my head. Very difficult for me, I can tell you. Okay, um, uh, Mr. Andy Dodsley, are you near a microphone, please? Uh, yes, I am. Can you all hear me? I can hear you. Yes. So, Uh, Three minutes, please, sir. Okay, thank you for the opportunity to speak. Um, I'm Andy Dodsley from Little Eastern Parish Council. I'd like to congratulate John Lodge and this administration, firstly, for getting us to where we are today. Following the inspector's letter in January, the peer review was the right move at the right time and has led to the correct conclusion. Undertaking this process has ensured that there can be no other interpretations of the way forward. The inspectors made it explicitly clear in their letter that they had no appetite for trying to fix the plan through modifications. They have given you the opportunity to withdraw it from examination. If you do not withdraw it, they will take the decision for you. There is nowhere else to go. It's inconceivable that anyone tonight is intending to propose that the council go against the recommendations of the planning inspectors, the local government association consultants, and your planning officers who have finally bowed to the inevitable. This is not the time for egos and political games, such as drafting incomprehensible amendments to the recommendation. Those of you who have previously supported the plan need to accept that it is fatally flawed and that the council needs to start again. Both the planning inspectors and the peer review 
recommend withdrawal and that the council then conduct an open and transparent plan-making process, engaging with residents and taking account of their views. The peer review also quotes the MPPF in stating that the local plan is the key to delivering sustainable development that reflects the vision and aspiration of local communities. The existing plan has never reflected the visions and aspirations of local communities. In fact, quite the opposite. The failings detailed in the inspector's letter strongly echo the repeated representations from hundreds of residents, including parish and town councils, which were largely ignored by the officers and the previous planning committee. Residents delivered their judgment on this behaviour in the May 2019 elections, followed by the inspectors in January. We look forward to working on a new plan with this administration in a spirit of true transparency and consultation, rather than the sham consultation, lack of transparency and cherry picking of the evidence base we've seen previously. We will not sit idly by if once again we are faced with proposals that threaten to destroy the unique heritage and landscape of our beautiful district and subject residents to future transport chaos. We all need to move on and develop a new approach that both planning inspectors and residents will consider sound. We in the towns and parishes are ready to engage in the conversation and play our part. The first step is to withdraw this flawed plan. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, next speaker is Vincent Thompson of Stop Eastern Park. Uh, are you near a microphone, Mr. Thompson? I am. Excellent. Uh, let's try to find you on my screen, but I haven't managed that yet. If you start speaking, uh, three minutes, please. Uh, thank you, Chairman. Good evening to all, and thank you for this opportunity to speak on behalf of Stop Eastern Park. Firstly, I would like to thank all our councillors for the work you do. It's not an easy role, time-consuming, antisocial hours, pages of text, complex issues. Equally, I would like to thank the executive, especially at this difficult time, for the essential work they do from bin collection planning. Together, you ensure the well-being of our community, and we are grateful for this. Now, we may not always agree, we suggested the plan should be withdrawn before the hearings, but always recognize the merits of getting a considered view from the inspectors, now reinforced by the peer review. These give us a firm base from which to work together to achieve the local plan we all need and we want. We welcome the emphasis placed by the inspectors on the need for consultation with residents and by the Council on protecting the district's heritage and character and natural capital and the insistence on locally-led development corporations. The advice from both the inspectors and the peer review is clear, so we urge all councillors to vote to withdraw this plan. A unanimous vote to withdraw will restore the trust of the electorate and give us the right platform from which to move forward. Looking to the future, 
I would ask councillors to consider two point, key points which to date have been neglected. <coughs> First, the need to provide large open spaces for the physical and mental well-being of current and future generations. This issue has been highlighted by the plight of Hatfield Forest and resultant analysis showing that the district is surprisingly short of open spaces accessible by the public. Secondly, the fact that, thanks to the 1939 agreement, the council has the power to stop development in Eastern Park, whatever ownership, and hence the responsibility to do so. So we strongly urge the council to work towards the restoration of this ancient park to provide the open space so urgently needed as amply demonstrated in recent weeks. At a relatively low cost, the avenues of trees could be replaced and tracks built around the perimeter for walking, running, cycling, and horse riding, with areas set aside to accommodate the vibrant wildlife and possibly field sports. Councillors, I urge you all to vote to withdraw this plan so we can work together to get it right this time. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you very much, Vincent. Uh, Mr. Thompson, sorry. Uh, and finally, I have Thank David you. Hall. Uh, do we have David Hall? Uh, yes, uh, thank you, Chairman. Excellent. Uh, three minutes, sir, please. Uh, David Hall, Great Chesterford Parish Council. Regarding the recommended review of the statement of community involvement to facilitate and ensure effective public engagement of residents, businesses, and town and parish councils, I remind you that UDC's press release of 2nd February 2016 said in relation to the then emerging local and there will be plenty of opportunities parish councils and other key to have their, step, their say forward. Mr. Hall, in I'm relating sorry. to the Mr. fair Hall. local plan. Mr. Hall, Hello. Sorry, we, lost, we lost the first part of that. May right. I probably you to start again and hopefully we'll get it better next time. Sorry about that. Can you start again? Right. Uh, Chair, sorry to interrupt. Uh, it's Andy Dodsley here from Little Eastern. I've just had someone text me to say that the public um, view of this meeting has gone down. Mm. Thank you for that. I, I'm not sure what we can do about it. Uh, well, Chair, Chair, obviously... so, apologies, Chair. If I may just look at that, according to what I have in front of me, it is up, up online, but we will need to adjourn the meeting if it isn't. So I would just double okay. check. Let's do a 10-minute adjournment. I'm sorry, Mr. Hall. Chairman, sorry. Can I, I just butt in? I am listening to the broadcast. One at a time, please. Sorry, who was, who was speaking first? I, it's Adrian. I'm, I'm listening to the broadcast, and it is broadcasting fine. Right, OK. I'm just suggesting those with, with less than great broadband may be switching off their video feed while they're speaking may greatly improve the sound quality, if that's acceptable. OK. Anybody else that's... Um, uh, Mr. Hall, if you're willing to start again from the beginning, uh, I'll give you three minutes from there. Is that okay? Thank you, Chairman. Thank you. I was saying, as regards the uh, proposed um, um, uh, statement of community involvement review um, quoted in the agenda paper, 
that uh, it needs to be considered by reference to the UDC's press release of February 2016, which stated in relation to the then emerging local plan, and I quote, any decision taken will be subject to consultation and there will be plenty of opportunity for residents, parish councils, and other key stakeholders to have their say as we move forward. But in relation to the fair local plan, one, quotes, constructive, proactive, positive planning seems to have been lacking in the preparation of the Uttersford plan. We have highlighted these concerns to UDC, but have simply been met with further attempts to justify the chosen strategy, unquotes. Not my words, Historic England's written response to the inspector's matter questions. Two, quotes, such engagement as UDC has afforded Great Chester Parish Council relating to NUGC has at all times been solely directed at discussing the implications of developing the new settlement at Great Chesterford, not whether or not selection of the site is itself sensible, reasonable or sound. In some, there has been no engagement of any substance during the last three years, such as to gain support for the NUGC proposals from either the Parish Council or the vast majority of the local community. Not my words, but Great Chesterford Parish Council's written response to ACOM's sustainability appraisal of December 2018. I should ex perhaps explain, however, that as I wrote the extract just quoted, I cannot dis disown the words used. In justification, my parish council's experience in relation to the failed local plan was that our written requests for information went, un went unanswered, even unacknowledged, Promises to provide additional information we asked for in the very few meetings with UDC we were invited to attend were never followed up. And despite our very detailed written evidence, criticized officers ever seek to discuss the underlying criticism. In April 2016, Council submitted a detailed written response to the call for sites and UDC's assessments of possible selection of the NUGC site, pointing out the many landscape, heritage and transport deficiencies, amongst others, that applied to it. Objections accepted in every respect by the inspectors in rejecting proposal. Had UDC taken all these objections on board at the time, or in June 2017, when we wrote again with our detailed concerns, rather than attempting to retrofit the evidence, uh, historic England's words again, not mine, not only might UDC have avoided some of the searing criticism in the rejection of the, its second local plan proposals, but residents of Great Chestford would also have avoided having to spend some £88,000 in demonstrating inadequacies of the NUGC. Last time, UDC's promise of engagement with local residents and parish councils proved to be completely hollow and meaningless. This time, I urge you not only to consult with, but also to respect local opinion. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Paul. I apologise for the, uh, the deficiencies in air technology. It's uh, sort of largely outside of air control, I think. Um, ben, are there any more speakers tonight? No, that's the total, Chair. Okay, thank you for that. Uh, so, apologies for absence. Do we have any apologies? I've received none so far. No apologies, Chair. Thank you. 
Declarations of interest. Any declarations of interest? I'll declare a member of the district count. Oh, the Saffron Warden Town Council. Chairman, could I declare an interest as a member of Essex County Council? Thank you. Yeah, Chair, my wife is the treasurer of Stop Eastern Park. Right. Okay. Um, also a member of the Saffron Warden Town Council. Chairman, my wife is uh, involved with the trust at the gardens of Eastern Lodge. Chairman, uh, I have had a meeting with Mr. Thompson in Stop Eastern Park. Uh, um, I was actively involved with the Stop Eastern Park um, steering committee. That's Councillor Pepper. I think, guess you probably need to identify yourselves, of course. Yeah, Councillor Pepper. Yep. Thank you. Councillor Fairhurst? Yes, Mr. Chairman, just a member of the Council of Walden. Yeah. Chairman? Mm. Uh, um, there's a report from CPRE. I'm a member of CPRE. Okay. Uh, anybody else? I'm uh, Councillor Eek. I'm a member of Saffron Warden Town Council. Okay. Thank you for that. Anybody else? I, I've only, I have to run across two screens here. So, uh, okay. Councillor Luck. No, no, maybe not. Councillor Armstrong. Councillor Armstrong. Yeah, I'm a, uh, <laughs> I'm a councillor of Great Dunmo Town Council. Well, there we are. Uh, Councillor, Councillor, sorry, Councillor Merrifield, um, Parish Councillor in Stebbing Parish Council. Okay. Councillor Bagnall, Takeley Parish Council. Councillor, <laughs> and then member of the Hatfield Heath Parish Council. Uh, Councillor Isham. I'm Chair of Broxton Parish Council. Uh, okay, I think. <laughs> A member of uh, member of Saffron Warden Town Council, yeah. Heather Asker. Right. Yeah. Right. Councillor Light, member right. of Saffron Warden Town Council. Thank you. Thank you. Jeff Driscoll, Parish Council, Birchanger. Right. Uh, Councillor Evans, I chair Stebbing Neighbourhood Plan Steering Group. Right. Gracious. Councillor Jones, member of the Dumbo Town Council. Are we all done? Chair, do you have no, any? My apologies, Sorry. everyone. Um, Chair, do you have the participants list up with the blue hands? I do, yes. I've got uh, Councillor De Vries. Uh, uh, Shall I read down from the top? Yes, please. I presume they all wish to speak. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, Councillor De Vries. Yes, sorry. I, I was under the impression this was the system we should be using. Uh, Saffron Warden Town Council. Right. Uh, Councillor Evans, I think you may have spoken already. Uh, Councillor Sell. Councillor Sell. I'm just trying to unmute. Yeah, Stansted Parish Council and State Stansted Neighbourhood Plan Working Group. Right. Councillor Patrick Laval. Dunmo Town Council. Right. Councillor Reeve. High Easter Parish Council. Councillor Ayub Hakan. Uh, Stansted Parish Council. Right. Uh, Councillor Hargreaves. Chair of Newport, Quendon and Rickling um, Neighbourhood Plan Steering Group. I think I've run out of blue hands now. Can you switch your blue hands off by clicking on the raise hand again? And uh, that'll clear that. Thank you. Uh, right, so I'm going to move on to... We've got two items. And the second item is the local plan. Our decision following the inspector's letter. So <coughs> I am going to invite... Councillor Evans to submit 
his report. And Councillor Evans, you have uh, five minutes as a member of the council. Councillor Evans, please. Thank you, Chairman. Good evening and welcome to members of the public uh, listening in to this important, extraordinary council meeting. Not only is it subject, subject matter of very great importance to the entire district of Uttlesford, but also it is only the second meeting to be convened and held under remote conditions. Debate might not be as easy under this means, but notwithstanding, I am confident that it will be full and balanced. The report before you today recommends the withdrawal of the submitted Uttlesford local plan. Work started on this local plan as long ago as in 2015, following the withdrawal of the previous draft local plan in 2014. Developing the submitted local plan has been a challenging process, with growth planned for 14,000 homes and 16,000 jobs in the period between 2011 and 2033. The plan was submitted to the Secretary of State in January 2019, and two planning inspectors were appointed to examine the plan. Stage one public hearing sessions took place last summer when the two inspectors probed its soundness. On 10 January this year, the inspectors wrote to the council and the letter sets out their serious concerns with the local plan. The letter runs to 24 pages and it appears at appendix one of tonight's papers and paragraph 113 of their letter summarizes their main concerns, which number 13 in total. These concerns cover a wide range of topics, including that it contained or was deficient, as the case might be, as to an overly optimistic housing trajectory, an inflexible long-term strategy, or reasonable alternatives were not considered in the sustainability appraisal, suitable mechanisms to ensure any garden community principles would be met were not present, and detailed issues relating to the viability, infrastructure improvements, landscape and heritage impacts of the proposed garden communities were not taken completely into account. Paragraphs 114 and 115 of the letter sets out some of the actions that in the inspector's view would need to be taken by the council to arrive at a sound local plan strategy. These include allocating more small and medium-sized sites, providing a buffer of homes to help with housing number flexibility, and considering the omission of one of the proposed garden communities, and as to this, they favored North Uttlesford. However, the inspectors consider that the work likely to be necessary to make the plan sound goes well beyond that which could reasonably be addressed by main modifications. That's contained in paragraph 125. While they have not reached a final decision on the way forward, and they recognize that the council preference might have been to continue with the examination, if at all possible. The inspectors are of the view that withdrawal is likely to be the most appropriate option. They say that at paragraph 128. Since receiving the letter, the council has been considering the appropriate way forward. To best assist the council, professional advice has been sought from the East of England Local Government Association Talent Bank, and a two-man team was consulted to provide a peer review and offer independent advice. They were instructed to advise on the possibility and implications of repairing the plan or starting afresh. In their report dated 31st March, found at Appendix 2 to our papers, they weigh up the pros and cons of continuing with the existing 
submitted plan or withdrawing and starting work on a new local plan. They conclude that withdrawal of the plan adds more certainty and value to the key themes of the council's draft corporate plan. This is because it would retain council-led democratic control over the governance and plan-making process. It would allow for an open and transparent plan-making process, engaging with residents and reflecting the vision and aspirations of the local community. And this is something I emphasize and ask you to have well in mind. And four, also- Four minutes, councillor, four minutes. And update and add to existing evidence base. Following the advice in the peer reviewed team's report, the recommendation before the council today is to withdraw the submitted local plan. Furthermore, it's recommended that the council start work on a new local plan. We are required to have an up-to-date local plan in place by December, 2023. Without a plan in place, the district is vulnerable to further speculative development occurring in an ad hoc and unplanned manner. Recommendations B to I on pages five and six of the agenda Commit the council to a robust work program to deliver a new local plan, including engaging effectively with residents, businesses, and town and parish councils, and as necessary, planning for holistically planned new developments, which enhance and protect the natural environment, heritage, and infrastructure. In starting and carrying on its work on a new local plan, it will be important for the council to take on board and seek to meet the concerns which the inspectors set out in their letter. I put forward this recommendation accordingly. Thank you, Councillor. Thank you. Now, I have uh, uh, Councillor Foley. I, you've put your name forward to, uh, uh, to second this proposal. Do you second this proposal? I'd like to second this proposal. I, wouldn't, I don't need to speak now. Uh, you would like to speak later, perhaps. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so this matter is, uh, let me see now. Um, uh, Chief Executive, can I just uh, take guidance, please? At this point, uh, do I move on to the um, amendment? I need to move on to the amendment, don't I? Uh, yes, please, Chair. We would uh, invite you to uh, consider the amendment, which is to be proposed by Councillor Caton. Indeed. So, Councillor Caton, if you can propose your um, amendment to the recommendation, uh, in which case uh, we'll then uh, vote, and debate and vote upon the amendment. Thank you. Councillor Caton, again, uh, five minutes, please. Thank you very much, uh, Mr Chairman. Um, as Councillor Hargreaves and Lachlan have been exchanging uh, Hamlet's quotes this week, on, on emails, uh, I thought I'd include another one in proposing this amendment, which I do in, in more in sorrow than anger. Last year, I was hopeful that the administration elected in May would might share my progressive values and would become a listening council. The corporate plan adopted earlier this year promised much. It said it would conduct public consultations which were effective, accessible, timely and high quality. But tonight, when we are making the most significant and...
the withdrawal of the local panel at a time of national coronavirus crisis. The consultation uh, which preceded this meeting uh, was extremely ineffective. It was based on a consultation which consisted of one post on the council's own social media channels and no attempt to, to inform the public about the issues involved. Indeed, the uh, Twitter post merely said details and papers for the extraordinary council meeting to consider the report on the local plan can be found here. There was no background information whatsoever. Only three parishes out of 57 responded, yet the corporate plan says that the council will actively and positively engage and listen to town and parish councils. Only 30 uh, other representations were received from individuals and interested organisations. One representation was of 48 pages uh, and it was on a submission about the policy of replacement dwellings in the countryside, nothing to do with the withdrawal of the local plan. This consultation cannot be described as effective, as accessible. What about uh, the digitally excluded? Timely or Point of order, please proceed. Councillor Do Coote. I ask the councillor to uh, tell us what the amendment is? Yes, actually, Councillor Caton, if you can tell us what your amendment is rather than... As published on the, the order paper, Mr Chairman, I don't in in intend to read it out because it is before all members. I will continue, if you don't mind. Please continue. Um, this consultation cannot be described as effective uh, or accessible or timely or high quality. It was a tokenistic effort uh, which Uttlesford should do better. Furthermore, the corporate plan says the council intends to deliver uh, outstanding planning and placemaking capability to create quality outcomes with and for all our communities. How can the council do this when withdrawal of the local plan will hand over the initiative to the development industry and planning inspectorate on appeal for at least four years, leaving the whole district prey to developer-led schemes without the necessary infrastructure? Councillor Harvey said to me in his email recently that he was concerned that members are not uh, wanting to address the downside of the plan withdrawal. You've four minutes now, Councillor. Which is the huge increase in housing numbers. Our amendment mentions a twofold increase, but that is likely to be an underestimate. Where are all these houses to go? We need to have a mature discussion about a new spatial strategy before members can be expected to sign the blank check of the local plan withdrawal. This amendment proposes a 
way forward towards having that mature discussion. I commend this amendment to the Council. Thank you very much, Councillor Caton. Thank you. Uh, I need a seconder for that amendment. Does it find a seconder? Mr Chairman, Councillor Dean. Uh, Councillor Dean, one moment. My apologies to interrupt, Chair. Um, just for the, I mean, for the purpose of those listening to the broadcast, it would be helpful if the amendment was uh, presented so that those listening in um, understand what we're debating. That's the point of order, was it? Yeah. Well, well, I'm quite prepared to, to read it now if that is uh, what the uh, council require. Well, the point is that, uh, as Councillor Caton correctly pointed out, uh, it is available uh, with the papers that come with the uh, agenda. Uh, and I suppose people who are listening would have acquainted themselves in advance with those matters. Chief Executive, do you have a view on this, please? So um, it is available, but I... I think it would be helpful if Caton would go to the uh, the substance. There's obviously quite a lot of context in the amendment, but if Councillor Caton could go to the crucial substance, which I believe is to uh, defer the uh, consideration of this matter this evening uh, to enable further debate to take place at the PPWG. But I'll, I'll, I'll leave Councillor Caton to uh, specify that in his own words. If um, uh, Councillor Caton, would you be able to do that uh, succinctly? I don't think I can do it any better than uh, the Chief Executive, but I shall, hope, I shall try to. I mean, it recognises that this is a, duply, a deeply, um, uh, deeply, there's deeply held views about this, this subject, and we've articulated some general principles about what we are trying to achieve but in, in the local plan on terms of building strong communities. Uh, uh, we need to know what the amendment the point is. Of order, point of order, what is the amendment about? Yes, amendment, I would like to know that. The amendment is about, is about um, we, we wish to get the Cabinet Member for Planning and Lo uh, and local plan to refer the inspector's letter to an open forum like the P planning policy working group uh, or equivalent to discuss the options that are available to the council. It can either be withdrawn or it could be amend, but we need to have a more mature discussion before we... Hold for one moment. I think, I think I'm getting this amendment. It's clearer to me now. Councillor Driscoll, you made a point of order. Uh, I believe it to be a point of order. My understanding of the amendment is actually a proposal, not an amendment. Thank you. Yeah. Um, actually, I need guidance from... Uh, sorry, I, to, sorry to interrupt you, Councillor Caton, but I need guidance from um, Mr... The, the amendment... The amendment is to remove the report in full and replace the f with it the following wording, which was the motion that I was outlining verbally. Order, Chair. Go ahead. Yeah, another amendment of order. 
the original motion out of out of the context, surely. They're taking the whole if they're gonna take the proposal down with an amendment, that is bastardizing the amendment. Okay. It's just Thank you for that. I need listen, I need to get uh, Simon Pugh's view on this. I believe according to standing orders, an amendment may not negate the primary motion. Uh, am I right on that? You and are, if I am correct, no, does this amendment seek to do so? Sorry, sorry do you, um, you are correct, Councillor Freeman. The amendment does not do that. It replaces the recommendation with an alternative recommendation, which is entirely um, proper. And uh, it would be helpful. I think the Chief Executive has already summarised the uh, amendment. If members want it in more detail, then the simplest thing is just to read it out, I suggest, yes. rather than uh, going around the house. <clears throat> yes, I must admit, I, I, I can read this out, or Councillor Caton can uh, read it out. Uh, Chair, may I just suggest you just read the last paragraph, which starts, therefore, Council instructs. Yeah. The last paragraph, that's all it needs to be. That is the part which I highlighted when I went through the notes. So the last paragraph, which... Mr. Chairman, I will come in with a point of order. The last paragraph only says what the instruction is. It does not give the rationale for it. If you, It's important to start at the centre of, of, of the document, not all the preliminary stuff, but the points that Councillor Kate was starting to read before he was interrupted. Well... We could spend the rest of the evening debating the amendment, and maybe that is, <laughs> who knows? You know. <laughs> can, I, can I add, Chairman, we don't normally um, read out a whole motion or an amendment or anything in a full council meeting. You know, you're expected to have read it and seen it. Yeah. Did it? Yes. Um, uh, Chief Executive, do you have any guidance on where we should go from here? I'm happy to ask for it to be read out in full. So, so that is the option. There's two options, Councillor Freeman, if I may suggest. Councillor Caton has, in effect, introduced his uh, uh, amendment and to read, uh, to read the final paragraph, which is the proposal to ask the uh, Cabinet member to take the matter to a, another forum is the meat of that. So he could read that paragraph um, or you may invite him to read the whole of his motion, which includes the argument and the context for concluding that amendment. Councillor Caton, what do you wish to do? I'm, I'm quite content to read the, the final paragraph rather than the whole page. I think that would be... Um, Please proceed in that case. Right. Therefore, Council instructs the Cabinet Member for Planning and, and the Local Plan to co refer consideration of the future direction of the Local Plan, firstly, to open and transparent discussion with members and the public participation within a forum such as the Planning Policy Working Group or equivalent before bringing the matter back to the Council with considered proposals. Excellent, thank you. I'm looking for a seconder for that amendment. Do I find a seconder? Councillor Dean, do you wish to, you're, you, you're happy to propose this amendment? 
He's seconding the amendment, Mr. Chair. Uh, sorry, seconded. Yeah, I'm sorry, seconding. Uh, do you wish to uh, speak now or later? Uh, can we unmute Councillor Dean, please? Sorry, Councillor Dean, you've got yourself muted. Can we unmute you? Maybe I can. I don't know. Let's see. I, I realised why I wasn't unmuted. That was because I was actually looking at the, um, the, the motion itself on the screen rather than yeah, yourself. Are you happy? Do you wish to speak now or later, Councillor Dean? I'd like to reserve my position and speak at okay. the end. So this matter is now open to debate, councillors. I have four blue hands on my list, the first of which is Councillor Lees. Do you wish to speak, Councillor Lees? Uh, yes, sir, I do. Please go ahead. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm opposed to this amendment, absolutely. And I hope that the public listening will be able to understand why, as they haven't heard the amendment. Um, first of all, at the beginning of the amendment, it says about our district local plan should include contribute to building a strong, responsive, competitive economy, for example. The first three points are things that, when the local plan starts, will already be addressed, will be addressed within the new local plan. We don't need to do it now. This particular meeting tonight is about whether we should propose we should agree or not to agree to withdraw the local plan, not about what's going to happen in the future. That's secondary to that. So that's the first point. The second point, um, I, am, I was really saddened and disappointed to hear terminology like the council, however, that we should say the council, however, is disappointed by the invidious disposition the current administration has placed our community. I don't believe that we have been discriminatory, unfailing discriminatory in any shape or form. It also states that there's been a lack of public engagement. I know full well, I can speak for all my R4U councillors, I can definitely speak for, that we engage with our public regularly, attending parish councils and inform people what's been going on. So that is not true. And I'm sure other councillors have been doing the same thing. The other thing about not withdrawing the local plan at the beginning, is that we did the right thing. We made absolutely sure by getting a peer group, by getting an assessment from outside and the inspector's letter that we're going to be making the right decision. We have evidence now that supports that. Um, the fact that there's a lack of any indication of any environmental strategy and where the houses would be looking. Again, the local plan, this is about withdrawing or not the local plan. If we withdraw the local plan, and I will quote John Lodge, with a new plan, everything is off the table and everything is on the table. That is about a local new plan, a blank piece of paper. So why we would have a spatial strategy of any indication, that doesn't make any sense. Yes, we are going to have um, developers coming in and because we haven't got a recognised local plan, but that's, us would have been de dealing with that for a very long time. And I have great faith in our planning committee that they only approve planning applications that are viable and good and adhere to all the necessary things they should adhere to. They're the points I agree with, their four points on their amendment. And to de delay it even further, to send it to the PPWG, is totally and utterly incorrect. This is decision for the full council. By delaying even further, we are continuing to spend money.
by delaying even further, we are continuing to have more houses built. I think that this amendment is wrong, and I absolutely would like to propose not to vote against it. Thank you. Thank you. I presume that, that, that you, your, you, your propose what is to vote against the amendment. That's a mandate. Thank you. Yes. Okay, Councillor Sell, uh, five minutes maximum, please. Councillor Sell? Mute. Yeah, thank you, Chairman. Um, I'd like to start off with a little story, which I think is apposite, and then talk about garden communities, and then have time just to give the views of Stanford Parish yeah, Council. I'm sorry, I'll stop the clock. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're actually here simply to debate. Yes, I know. I know. Not... We're debating the amendment. That's true. Uh, but my remarks will be in the context of the amendment. Okay, I'll start the clock again. <laughs> um, my remarks will be in the context of the amendment, which, as you know, I am supporting. As I said earlier, I will start off with a a little story, which I think you may find apposite, Chairman, if no one else does. And then talk about garden communities, which is referred to in the amendment, and then give the views of Stansted Parish Council and Neighbourhood Plan Group, who have submitted, uh, which is on the supporting document, arguing uh, against withdrawal. So first of all, um, I don't know, Chairman, you may not do, but I've had a recurring dream over the years where I dreamed that I have not completed a piece of work, which I spent many years in doing, my PhD thesis, and it was being called in for revision. And I wake up and I realise that it's the actual thesis is downstairs and it was all a dream. But unfortunately, when I have the same dream about the local plan and I wake up and think that the local plan has not been finished, I realise it wasn't false, it's true. Because like many of you, I've lived with the local plan ever since 2006. Um, I recognise that garden communities do have a part to play. Councillor Lodge in a workshop said that garden communities are off the table. This is referred to in the amendment. I don't know why he says that, because in January of this year, the then minister at the department, Esther McVeigh, actually released in January 20, six million pounds to help new locally led garden towns and villages progress plans. And I realise that many people are unhappy about the scale of garden communities, something which I share. Um, but I have done some research. Um, Brentwood, uh, Dunton Hills. Dunton Hills, Brentwood is proposing a garden community for 4,000 properties. I don't think we should be ruling out garden communities. I have checked the data with the portfolio holder at Essex for education. Whether we like it or not, we are going to have to deliver communities of some scale. Otherwise, we will not get the infrastructure, which so many of us complain about, 
because they will not supply sufficient money to the county council for building schools, whether it be primary or secondary. The scheme that I mentioned, Dunton Hills, does precisely that. It supplies a variety of secondary school plus three primary schools. So I don't think colleagues should be aware, under the apprehension, that you withdraw the plan and you can suddenly get lots of bolt-on communities. That will be doing air communities an injustice. It will not get the infrastructure. And so I disagree with Councillor Lodge that garden communities should still be there. We have got North Essex, Harlow and Gilston, and we have got, as I say, the one in Brentwood. So three garden communities in Essex. One minute, Councillor. Thank you. Point of order, Mr Chair, if I may. Yes, go ahead. Um, assertions have been uh, made of things that I have said in the past. Councillor Sell is completely out of order. Um, we are going to prepare, it is our proposal, to prepare a new plan where nothing has been ruled out, nothing has been ruled, ruled in. We are going to do, unlike during the Conservative Lib Dem coalition, the plan that they produced, we are going to go to first principles, examine the evidence, and make a decision. A garden community will be in if it's appropriate. It will be out if it is not appropriate. I hope, Mr Chair, we can have a much more sensible discussion now. I'm pleased to hear that, Chairman, but that's not my recollection, all Council Lodge says, but it's taken up time. The final thing is that withdrawal of the plan will lead to more speculative development. Uh, White Ditch Lane in Newport was a prime example of that speculative development. Uh, we've got already law homes in Stansted. That's why Stansted Parish Council, Stansted Neighbourhood Plan, believe that it is not the right thing to withdraw this plan. Yes, it is fundamentally amended. We all agree that. Uh, I'd just like to conclude my comments on that, Chairman. Thank you. Thank you very much, <coughs> Councillor. Yeah, I've had my hand up. Point of order, if you don't well, I'm sorry, excuse, sorry. Uh, if you point of order, I think you have to interject because... Uh, well, I think excuse me, if I, if, I, if I may be allowed to speak. I'm working <laughs> off blue hands. I'm working off blue hands on the list. Your point of order, Councillor Lockton, please proceed. Well, I don't know if it is a point of order now. Uh, <clears throat> Councillor Lodge says about the Lib Dem Conservative Coalition. That is untrue, and Councillor Lodge was part of that. Uh, with councillors who are part of the planning policy working group. And uh, if we're going to speak, let's tell the truth. Thank you. Right. From the chair, I'm going to say that actually we are deciding on something which is going to cost uh, the council. Um, one, it's going to cost us about £4 million anyway. Uh, and uh, whether, whether we withdraw the plan uh, and attempt to uh, and write a new one or whether we attempt to repair the existing plan. Uh, there's about a further £4 million of taxpayers' money that's going to be spent on that. That's according to the independent assessment, which I'm sure you've all read. So I think if we're deciding how to spend £4 million of taxpayers' money, we need a higher quality of debate than this, and I'm looking for you to provide it, colleagues. I can't provide it myself. I'm sitting in the chair. So my next speaker, thank you very much, uh, uh, Councillor Sal, for your presentation. Next speaker I have is... Uh, Councillor Ayub Khan, followed by Councillor Reeve. 
Councillor Khan, please, for five minutes. Okay, thank you, Chair. Uh, hope you can all hear me. Um, so I have no axe to grind here. I'm actually, I moved into Stansted in 2018. I'm a newbie. I'm part of that urban school that uh, some of you uh, actually speak about. Now, this amendment, whether you want the local plan to be withdrawn, whether you want it to be retained, all this amendment is about is actually following due process. And I want to cover very quickly uh, three points. First, the amendment allows for the public to have their say on whether to retain uh, the current plan, repair it, or completely withdraw it. I understand that RFU's mantra is that they will listen to the public. I'm not sure what they're afraid of. Let's talk to the public. Second, the public needs to know how much each option is going to cost. And this is your point, Chair. Um, the figures for this are completely eye-watering. And as a new resident to Uttlesford, I am appalled that you have spent £6 million, or we have appalled, I'm appalled now because I'm part of UDC, that £6 million of taxpayers' money has been spent on what? Absolutely nothing. Uh, those figures are eye-watering. You cannot sugarcoat those particular figures at all. And I have to say, and it simply is the truth, it will be even more expensive if we have to withdraw because there'll be more costs, including the appeals and the costs of purchasing land. Now, I want to quote someone who is really, really important in this debate, and I have a great deal of respect for him. Um, let me just quote a few words from him, and I'll tell you who it is. I am most concerned that members are not wanting to address the downside of the planned withdrawal, which is the huge increase in housing numbers. Uh, there will be new allocations, uh, including the existing uh, windfall, and that can be anything between 13 to 15,000 new homes. We still have to do new settlements. We will have no choice but to build very high density. The scale is frightening. We will have to build over archaeology as it exists everywhere and build on the best farmland. The argument that government may reduce targets is totally implausible. They want more houses, not less. I think every site in the plan to 2033 was permitted in 2018. Uh, and so far, we are now seeing, aren't we, developers coming back through Pennington Lane, uh, that particular approach of people wanting to um, provide speculative development. So the cost implication is more, imp uh, more appeals and the cost of strong resistance from our towns and parishes. This is not going to be cheap. These are not my words. These are the words of the man who's got his hands on the till, Councillor Hargreaves, and that's in the public domain now. Um, Finally, I think with this amendment, the public expects us to do the right thing. That means following due process. No shortcuts. Voting for the amendment will improve the integrity of the decision-making process. It's not about saying you don't want this local plan, you want it. It's about taking the best from it. There are pluses and minuses on each approach. But doing it this way will allow us to have the very best integrity in our decision-making, and it will bring the public with us. Because as far as I'm concerned, residents in Stanton South and Birchanger are telling me, why is this going on for so long? We've had our say, what are you doing? Now, that means that we have a lack of trust or we're about to lose trust in the public. And I go back to what colleagues have said earlier on. I'm still within my five minutes, Chair. Uh, the Arthur Hughes mantra has been that we will listen to the public. Well, I want that to work. I want to work with you to listen to the public. So... Why don't you support this plan? And I'm, I'm hoping that members will see the sense in this 
rather than any political angle, because there is no political angle. It's about value for money, the economic argument, bringing the public with us. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Councillor Reeve. Mr Chair, thank you. Uh, I'm speaking, uh, my, oh, my name's uh, Councillor Reeve, Neil Reeve. I'm speaking against the amendment. Uh, technically, I think this actually isn't an amendment. We've discussed that uh, a few minutes ago. Rather, it's a new proposal. In that event, if I understand our procedures correctly, it's actually out of order and shouldn't be being discussed at all. However, I think that it is good to hear the views of all council members, especially those opposing the substantive proposal, and I accept that this opinion should be listened to. Uh, having said that, I disagree with the amendment. This is because we need to crack on as quickly as possible to make a plan that meets the needs of the district. The preamble in the amendment contains statements with which we'll all agree. However, the thrust of the amendment is simply a further delay, the consequences of which are the very issues to which the amendment objects, namely further cost and further uncertainty. The majority of resident respondents seem to support withdrawing the plan and starting afresh. During this process, there will be absolute opportunity for community input. Sensing the mood of my own ward at Broad Oak and the Hallingbury's, uh, there is a concern that we were reasonably protected by the current submitted local plan, in particular from excessive development in our area, south of the Flitchway. Also in the plan, if the plan were in place from the cowboy developments. These could be lost for longer uh, by, uh, by the withdrawal. However, there are undoubted flaws in the current plan that it is not possible to correct without withdrawal. I feel that it is in, that it is in our collective responsibility to look therefore at the whole district afresh. Therefore, I'm minded to vote against the amendment. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you, Councillor Reeve. Councillor Bagnall. Thank you, Mr Chair. Um, I, it must be frustrating if you're a member of the public listening to this because it's very difficult to follow it. Uh, so to try and put a bit of context, it seems that we have a, a recommendation to withdraw a local plan and we have uh, an amendment, which is actually a proposal to defer doing anything until we've had such time to, to look at it again and come up with a number of options. I think it's important that the public are aware that we've taken independent professional advice to look at the inspector's letter, look at the situation, and the recommendation is born out of that. Uh, in terms of time, cost, it doesn't really matter which way we went. If we'd have tried to amend a local plan, it would have cost about the same time and money as it will to start afresh. It's very important to realise that starting afresh leaves the plan in our control rather than the inspectors. So the public need to be aware of that. Uh, and as I say earlier, I'm a member of Tankley Parish Council. We are fully aware of the impact. We're not stupid. We understand that there's a short-term need that's got to be met and that will have to be found in the local uh, villages and towns and parishes. Uh, and as long as we can work with the parish councils, I think we can make a new local plan work for the benefit of the community. But I will say that we have to work hard at infrastructure because without the right infrastructure, nothing will work properly in the towns and villages. So we need to get that right. But I just want the public to know that it's, it's a fairly straightforward choice between starting afresh 
uh, or trying to amend something that's not really fit for purpose. The time and cost is going to be about the same either way. Uh, but I think the, the public are supportive of withdrawing the plan because certainly when I was canvassing, that's what they told us we should be doing, withdrawing the plan. Thank you, Mr Chair. Thank you, Councillor. Uh, Councillor Hargreaves. Councillor Hargreaves. Uh, if I may respond to um, Councillor Khan, um, obviously he's taken an extract out of two emails and it's somewhat out of context. And the decision with us is a purely planning decision. The financing of making the plan is not a consideration which any of the legislation says we are allowed to do. We can't just say we're going to go one route or the other route because it's cheaper to create the plan. We have to create the plan and we have to pay for it. Uh, so it's an entirely false premise. Even if it wasn't a false premise, uh, the peer review, absolutely crystal clear, they're saying it would, take, it would be the same cost, whatever we do. So cost is not a factor which we should be considering. It's purely on planning matters. Uh, the second part of what he was talking about is, is not really relevant to this dis decision. Um, I was making a point that uh, perhaps residents on the audio may not be aware. The Lib Dems and also actually the Greens have uh, recently declined to participate in any discussions relating to the Council's financial commercial investments, which are there to fill a very, very large hole in the forthcoming uh, budgets over the next few years, a hole which is going to get bigger as a result of coronavirus. They do not wish to participate. And part of my thrust was, because we have to pay the cost of the local plan regardless, uh, our commercial investments are there for running our business, our services. Those services include the, the cost of the local plan. And the Lib Dems don't wish to participate in that, uh, but the revenue that we'll get from those investments will go for all sorts of council services, including the cost of the local plan. It's not a discussion really for this meeting. It's done purely on planning matters, not on cost. Thank you. Can I ask Councillor Lachlan, you wish to speak? Need to, need to switch your microphone on. Okay. Well, considering uh, nobody wants to, uh, to have the cost mentioned, and it's been mentioned quite a lot of times tonight, uh, um, I can remember uh, the last local plan, or this local plan, that's been found unsound. We did go out to consultation and we did speak to the public, uh, and their preferred option was exactly what we put in front of the planning inspector. But I believe that the, uh, there was a chance to withdraw this local plan um, last year, but after you chose not to do that. Uh, so I would like to know why and what the costs have been since. Uh, you, you didn't want to, re re uh, to take away the plan at that time and carried on, and only now have you decided that it's a bad plan. And also, nobody has spoken to the inspector or challenged them, whereas I know for a fact that Seven Oaks Council have so why are we any different? And I would be supporting the motion. Good. Thank you. Um, 
I'm not able to answer those questions. I'm not sure anybody here is, actually. Uh, Councillor Day, you wanted to speak. Councillor Day. Yes, thank you, Chair. Um, I think the leader would probably be able to answer those questions. We'll come I'm back to the leader in a moment. Be able to. Chair? Councillor Day, please. Yes, Chair, thank you. Um, I, I think I can answer one of those uh, questions from Councillor Laughlin. Um, you're not allowed to uh, actually consult um, with the inspectors once that the examination takes place. You have no uh, statutory right to do so. But uh, that wasn't what I was actually going to say. As you know, I come from a background of gathering evidence over the past 32 years as being a police officer. And it's become clear to me from the uh, Liberal Dem Five tonight, as I would call them, that they've failed to read digest and understand the documentation that we have before us. These are re reports and re reviews from independent sources. We have a 24-page letter from Inspectors Crosby and Waddington, who quite clearly in paragraph 23 on page 23 state that modifications to the plan are needed, but are beyond, beyond all reasonableness. In essence, they have major concerns about the soundness of this plan. They're clearly not happy with it, and there is a very strong message coming from them that we should withdraw. This is further backed up, of course, by the two wise men from the East of England Local Government Association, Messrs Sharp and Smith, who, having conducted the review, are recommending we withdraw it and start again. I am not sure, coming from this policing uh, investigation background, just how much more evidence you require, more especially so when it is from independent sources. But of course, we know only too well that certain members of the opposition party would argue that Buckingham Palace was situated in Manchester rather than accepting, of course, that it's in London. Thank you, Chair. Well, extraordinary, yes, you're giving me... You're, th thank you, I'm, I'm worried about my geography now. Um, uh, Councillor Fairhurst, and then I'm going to ask uh, Councillor Dean to exercise his right as the seconder of that motion. Councillor Fairhurst. Thank you, Mr Chairman. Um, I, I, I did mean it as a point of order, but it does help, I, I suppose, to stick to the facts. Um, Councillor Hargraves made the point that the Greens have refused to participate in any financial matters. That's simply not true, and we really need to keep to the facts. What in fact happened was I made a very strong point about good governance in, in local government and in fact have continued to work towards that point. Um, Councillor Khan has assisted me and we've put together a governance procedure and we fully intend to participate. So let's not confuse facts with fiction. On the point at hand, I would be tempted in fact to vote against the amendment, but I do understand the amendment as, as very well put out by Councillors Reeve and Bagnall. The amendment seeks to include the public and, 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 and go further, get the procedure right to assess it and make this decision with all people involved. But I tend to support the idea that we have already wasted a lot of time, get the job done. So I'll be supporting, I'll be going against the, the, the amendment and supporting the motion, but let's keep the facts as they should be, if you don't mind. Thank you, Councillor. Um, Councillor Dean, are you happy to um, exercise your rights as seconder of the motion. Yes, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, am I being heard? 
Yes, you hear, I'm hearing you. Right, thank you very much. <laughs> it's probably not what you want to hear, but I'm hearing you. No, that's fine. Well, let me let me say, let, let me put two quick cor uh, corrections to what we've just heard. Uh, Councillor Day said you cannot consult with the planning inspectorate. That is untrue. It was said by him or colleagues at a, the last council meeting or the one before. It is not true. South Cambridgeshire and others did in order to get beneath the surface and really understand what is being said. And in a way, that's, that's at the heart of this. We think that that consultation should have taken place so that we're all fully apprised of the pros and cons. This, this amendment is not about reaching a conclusion on whether the plan should be withdrawn or left and amended. It's, it's simply saying that the process has not been so far carried out properly. What, what, one of the, um, the points being made, and I want to re-emphasize it, that less than one week was given from the announcement of this meeting and the publication of technical documents for the public to get engaged, to understand what was going on and the, the process was poor, for something so fundamental that will affect potentially dozens of villages and towns in this district by the removal of the garden settlements is just shocking that they haven't been brought on board to realize what we're actually de dealing with tonight. And let me put, um, let me put Councillor Lodge uh, correct. He did say on the 25th of February that our previous council, two council meetings back in minute, it is minuted in minute C64 that garden settlements are off the agenda. Well, if garden settlements are off the agenda, then the public has a right to know that there are, could be two to 3,000 new dwellings in the, some of the larger villages and towns as a result of a new Point plan. of order, Mr. Chair. Yes, go ahead, point of order. Sorry, Councillor, uh, Councillor Dean. Yes, go ahead, Councillor Lodge. Point of order, please. The Lib Dems are uh, consistently mishearing me, obviously deliberately mishearing me. When we withdraw the plan, everything is off the table. They don't seem to understand that we're going to start again on a plan. Okay. Garden may or may not be on the, on the agenda. It's down to the evidence. Try and understand. Please look at the minute. The... The problem with what we have at the moment is withdrawing the plan without any concept whatsoever of a revised spatial strategy. I've never heard anything, and it's all well and good to say everything's off the table. We've been at this for 14 years, so I think by now we ought to have some good idea about what we're looking for. And it seems, as we just heard from Council Lodge, that there could be two to 3,000 homes ending up in a significant number of villages and towns in this district. So uh, we've made the point about what we think should have happened. And the point we've made is that ever since this process began years ago, 
significant changes, matters to do with the local plan, have gone through a forum such as the planning policy working group where the public have been able to take part and where things have been explained fully. They have not been explained fully. So tonight's meeting is a leap into the dark, I'm afraid. The report contains nothing about the future. And in the middle of a pandemic-induced crisis, most people haven't even heard what is coming next. So please, I, I really implore that the whole council takes accord of its own corporate plan, as agreed only two months ago, where it says residents will know their views have been listened to. They will feel they have the opportunity to influence the decision-making. They will understand why decisions have been made, even if they disagree with them. We will increase the voice and influence of residents in planning, planning and administer public consultations that are effective, accessible, timely and high quality. I rest my case at that point, Mr. Chairman. I suggest we go to the vote and I will certainly vote for the amendment. Yes, thank you, Councillor Dean. Um, I, I plan to go to the vote next, but I, I see that Councillor Taylor, who has not yet spoken. Uh, actually, before I invite you to speak, Councillor Taylor, I need to take guidance on this. Uh, Chief Executive, since the seconder has actually summed up uh, and used his right to speak, am I able to take any more inputs or should I now move to the vote? No, indeed, Chair, you are entitled to take any further speakers. So, Councillor uh, Dean was uh, seconding his motion, but he had reserved his right to speak, to second it. So uh, you are entitled to take other speakers or you may choose to go to the vote as you see. Okay. In that case, uh, Councillor Taylor, uh, you're welcome to speak. Uh, we have a, a, a guillotine of five minutes, uh, which we encourage people to stick to, as you can imagine. And then I shall go to the vote. Councillor Taylor. Thank you very much, Chairman. Um, I thought perhaps I could put a slightly different view. Um, I note the opening portion of this amendment and can broadly agree with the sentiments outlined in paragraph one, two and three. But I cannot support the criticism of the administration for deciding to present the plan last, uh, to present the plan last year. What we now know is that the plan was deeply flawed and we were able to learn from the criticisms raised by the inspectors and the review by the LGA. We now have the knowledge that should ensure that a new local plan will be able to incorporate what we have learnt and therefore meet the needs of our residents in a post-COVID-19 world. And in a council which should hold threats to the environment and reduction of CO2 emissions as the central tenet of a new plan. I cannot support the last paragraph which suggests representation. None of the members, and I think this is, I kept asking people about this, whom I've spoken, none of the members whom I've spoken to um, and discussed with, who are holding a, the view that they want the plan to be retained, have proposed to me any changes to the local plan which could make it acceptable to the inspectors. I therefore cannot support the amendment and will vote for with, withdrawal of the proposed local plan. Thank you, Chairman. Thank you, Councillor Taylor. It's very helpful. Uh, so I now propose to move to a vote. Uh,
Mr Pugh, how are we proposing to do our votes? I think we should uh, maybe do a roll call or whatever. Uh, actually, <laughs> you can, can we switch Mr. Pugh on, please? Oh, I'm on, it's all right, it's fine. Um, no, the, the procedure you agreed at the last meeting is to take votes by roll call. Uh, yeah. I just point out, Councillor Evans does have a right to reply on the amendment. Councillor Evans, you have a right of reply, yes, indeed, and that's important. Thank you for reminding me, important that you use that. Councillor Evans, do you wish to reply? Oh, you do. Thank you, Chairman. Uh, I would simply uh, urge uh, fellow uh, members to reject this proposed amendment. I think it is an effective, uh, effectively uh, a filibuster. It doesn't serve any purpose other than to prolong and protract uh, the agony. I think it is an expression of uh, vested interest from one particular sector of the community and does not, I think, uh, fit at all well with the recommendations which have been given to us strongly by independent consultants uh, appointed uh, through the LG, East of England LGA. Uh, I think that the views contained in the inspector's letter of the 10th of January are such that the uh, council ought to proceed uh, on the main motion, main recommendation and reject this particular uh, proposed amendment. Thank you, Councillor Evans. I shall now propose to go to a vote. Uh, can you explain to us again, Mr Pugh, how we're going to do this? It's uh, all new to most of us. And just to be clear, the reason we're doing it this way is for the benefit of people listening in. Uh, mm -hmm. If we were meeting in public, people could turn up at the council chamber and see how people voted. Clearly, they can't do that with audio. So it's slightly ponderous, but I will read out a list of councillors and I will ask each councillor whether they are voting for the amendment against the amendment or abstaining. So if you support the amendment, you're voting for. If you're against the amendment, you vote against, and then you've got the choice of abstaining. Uh, so um, we will go through it now. And the first name on the list is Councillor Armstrong. Yeah, I'm against the motion. Against or abstaining? I'm against. Councillor Asker. Against. Councillor Bagnall. Against the amendment. Councillor Barker. Against. Sorry? Against. Yes, thank you. Councillor Kaysen. I can't hear Councillor Kaysen. Microphone, Mark. Four. Thank you. Councillor Coote. Against. Councillor Cristione. Against. Councillor Day. Against. Councillor De Vries. Against. Councillor Dean. For the amendment. Council, that's four. Councillor Driscoll. Against. Against. Councillor Eek. Against. Councillor Evans. Against. Councillor Fairhurst. Against. Against. Councillor Foley? Against. Councillor Freeman? Against. Councillor Gregory? Against. Councillor Hargreaves? Against. Councillor Isham? Against. Councillor Jones? 
against. Thank you. Councillor Carr? Oh. Councillor Lavelle? Against. Councillor Count? Councillor Lecount? Against. Councillor Lees? Against. Councillor Lemon? Against. Councillor Light? Against. Councillor Lodge? Against. Councillor Lockman? Against. For the amendment? For the amendment? Yes. Councillor Luck? Against. Councillor Merrifield? Against. Councillor Oliver. Councillor Oliver. Councillor Oliver, are you there? I'll, I'll come back to Councillor Oliver at the end, I think. Councillor Pavitt. Against the motion. Councillor Pepper. Against. Councillor Reeve? Against. Councillor Sell? For. Councillor Storer? Against. Councillor Sutton? Against. Councillor Taylor? Against. And is Councillor Oliver there? For. For. Okay, Councillor Oliver, for. So that's one, two, three, four, five. That's six votes for the amendment and a lot more against it. The amendment clearly falls. We'll total up um, the, the, uh, the votes and I'll pass them to the chair. But the amendment falls. Thank you. The amendment is lost. So the uh, original motion remains the substantive motion and that is now open to debate, councillors. Uh, so that's the original motion as put by Councillor Evans uh, concerning whether we proceed uh, with the existing uh, emerging local plan, attempt to repair it, or withdraw and start again. So those that wish to speak to this, Councillor Susan Barker, I think you were the first on the list. Councillor Barker. Thank you, Chairman. Um, I hope I'm not muted. Am I muted? No, we can hear you. I can that's hear fine. you. That's fine, excellent, thank you. Um, Chairman, um, I've heard a couple of things this evening I'm quite surprised about. Um, Something about a Conservative Lib Dem coalition. <laughs> Alan, but hang on, it's not real. I've been on the council a long time, Chairman. Never. And so I can, whatever. I also agree a lot with what's just been sent. All right, we, we, they lost the debate, but there wasn't very much public knowledge of this meeting. And I do think that's very sad. But just going back, I just want to point out a few different things. No plan is perfect. Of course, the plan we put to the inspector wasn't perfect um, and no plan is ever going to be perfect but we do need a plan and we have been trying for a long time we have to remember that we had during the course of making the last local plan three government inspectors visiting inspectors come and see us and all three said we were on the right track that's what they said we were on the right track what did the government do a couple of years ago it gave us nine hundred thousand pounds to continue our work with guard communities did they think we were on the right track well it would seem so wouldn't it 
We have to remember that all those years ago, Alan Hazelhurst went through trying to get a dispersed uh, parish, all take a few, all take 10%. If we went for a dispersed option now, um, we'd be looking to say to every parish and every town council, you've got to take 50% more because that's the number of houses. Oh, is that going to be popular with, with, with our communities? Well, I can't see it. Um, withdrawing this plan, as evidently will happen, we're going to upset all our 60 parishes. We can't go for a totally dispersed option, Chairman. Um, it's not sustainable in terms of education. We've heard about the requirement for 800 schools for a junior school, um, X thousand for a senior school. Um, it won't work. You know, you stick 500 houses in Clavering and the roads won't cope or, or anywhere else for that matter. Um, the call for sites, what's it going to bring? It's going to bring the same sites forwards as we had before and more. Um, you know, the inspectors we had had a different view from the visiting inspectors. I can't change that outcome. Um, I think it, it's, it's awful. Um, but to deliver the housing numbers we now have, looking forward, between 18,000 and 19,600, on top of the allocated sites, we need 300 hectares. That's one and a half square miles. That's 0.6% of our land mass. And I wish the new administration well in trying to find where the public are just going to say, yep, we don't mind these 300 hectares, 400 hectares. We're happy with that. It's a thank task. You know, the public will not be happy with it. The numbers will be going up. We can't count on Carver Barracks because MOD haven't delivered it yet. And I just have a feeling we're going to go through the next few years and we'll just come back again and we'll end up with one or two garden communities and it won't look very different from it does now. You know, I wish anyone luck in trying to sort out a local plan. I've tried for many years. It's never going to be popular. Thank you, Chairman. Yes, thank you. The expression uh, between a rock and a hard place springs to mind. Uh, uh, Councillor Crisioni. Thank you, Chair. Uh, I think that most members have been motivated to get into local government because of an interest in local development planning, uh, whether you focus on economic growth, new and affordable homes, new infrastructure, or the protection and enhancement of natural assets. A local plan brings all of those issues to the fore under one umbrella and brings us all together in this council. The existing emerging local plan, a cross-party document, which is a result of years of work by this council, including direct participation, site assessments, coordination between regional players, both public and private, is certainly something that I've continued to support. It's a plan which is popular in my local area, especially with respect to garden community principles. It's a plan that I stood by in my election and therefore one that I know has a, a degree of support. Fundamentally, I still support the principle of new garden communities, the protection of our countryside and district-wide growth for the enhancement of existing communities and the delivery of new ones. Until I've only got five minutes, I'm going really quickly. <laughs> I support the council's very apparent and commendable approach uh, sorry, commitment to jobs, to new infrastructure and to affordable homes, which is again laid out comprehensively in the existing emerging local plan. That plan is something that I may not have been part of creating, but have been proud to support as a way of providing those benefits for individuals and their families, in particular and for me personally, those in my age group, the under 30s. In order to deliver that plan, inspectors have been clear that it would need a comprehensive overhaul, a virtual rewrite of sorts and thus pending success, almost indefinitely, uh, an immediate review, leading to a certain increase in housing numbers to meet a new need laid out in documents before us. It's therefore with the, the heaviest of hearts, and I must say a, a bit of a, a sort of an unnerved uh, moment for me um, in saying that I will vote to withdraw the local plan. 
uh, and support the creation of a new one. My own decision, however, respects that there are two sides to this argument, but those sides inevitably lead to the same thing, that being an increased requirement and a virtually new evidence base. That decision also comes with the conditions, uh, three main conditions that I'll lay out very briefly. I support a local plan that champions the creation of sustainable, deliverable and council-led new communities, much as the last one sought to do with an acceptance that we need to put sustainability first. That means concentrating development of new communities around existing transport hubs. This development should be hand in hand with the delivery of brownfield sites and sensitive infill in existing communities, as well as the introduction of developer-funded infrastructure which will support regional growth now and in the future, the right homes in the right places. My personal focus moving forward will be on the London South and Cambridge corridor. We need to get people out of their cars, and that means providing the digital infrastructure for homeworking and easy access to the region's main hubs. I personally will not be supporting the delivery of a new community at Eastern Park. Given the lackluster and ignorant approach of the promoter today in improving deliverability and cooperation, and it being in a suitably unsustainable location, uh, and the lack of thought given to its historic importance, which has not been overcome, I can't support it. But if the question is, if not there, then where? Well, I've certainly got some ideas moving forward. Where the benefits of significant development cannot be demonstrated, and I'd add that simply delivering homes with no infrastructure or community gain is absolutely not a benefit, the countryside, countryside protection zone and greenbelt should be sacrosanct in any emerging policies. We are a rural district of great historic, agricultural and cultural importance. Even as a, even as a developer in my day job, and as a general advocate for new homes, and as someone honestly quite recently on the ladder, I'll not stand by the degradation of our largely productive landscape to serve the delivery of new homes where benefits are not demonstrated. Lastly, new, uh, this council must do two things as we look to prepare a local plan. It needs to urgently introduce SIL in order to level the playing field and ensure that all developments serve the existing communities. And it needs to put more money and resources aside to assist parish councils in the delivery of neighbourhood plans. Across the district, we're all frankly scared about the next few years and particularly what speculative and inappropriate development might arise as we find ourselves in somewhat a compromised position. You have those one minute, Councillor. Those two steps I'm ahead of time uh, would mitigate that. <laughs> Together, we can build a new local plan that will deliver for our communities in the best way possible. I know that my party and I will support cross-party collaboration that we have seen before and will no doubt see again. We'll no doubt openly but constructively disagree with others. And we'll tell people when we've been there before so as to avoid making the same mistakes or ending up in the same place. But we'll also do what residents want and just get on with the job. To our communities, I would just say that every member here is devoted to your happiness and prosperity. That should lead local development planning, however that might manifest in the council chamber. Uh, please bear with us, but we know we are all local and we're all fighting for your interests. Uh, that's all I have to say. I also have to say uh, no to Carver Barracks uh, because it's in the middle of bloody nowhere. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm going to take one more speaker and then I'm going to break for the uh, support the National Health Service clap of eight o'clock. So I shall call uh, a recess at 10 minutes to eight or thereabouts. And we shall reconvene at 10 minutes past eight. So, Councillor Driscoll, can you limit yourself to five minutes, please? Councillor Driscoll. Thank you, Chair. Um, I would just like to start by saying that I actually support the um, putting of the, the last plan, but I'd like to go back to um, Councillor Caton when he said there was only 30 responses. Um, there was actually, I can't remember the exact number, between 40 and 45. 
of which 30, including some parish councils, uh, requested that we actually withdraw the plan. If you look at any survey, they give you a figure, maybe 90 people, and they take a percentage. And that's what you see on all the advertisements. The percentage of the people that answered or sent a letter in uh, was somewhere between two-thirds and three-quarters to pull the plan out. I'll just leave it there because I realise what you're trying to do. And hopefully we can get a resolution for this before 10 o'clock this evening. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Does anybody have a, a, a brief comment to make? We could fit one more in before we recess. Uh, if you have, let me know, speak or wave your hand or whatever. Councillor Lemon's waving his hand. Councillor Lemon, uh, it, if you can make it brief, sir. Thank you. Yes, it is, it is, I am quite, we will be quite brief, but I've found this a very difficult decision to make. I've been a councillor for a long time and I've seen two local plans. But I have decided, after a lot of thought, to support the proposal to withdraw the local plan and start again, because I feel it is the only way forward and will allow everybody to have their say. One of the things that I am concerned about is the Metropolitan Green Belt. That protects Uttlesford from spread from Bishop Storford and Harlow and other places. And I think it is important that we have the Metropolitan Green Belt in the new plan. Thank you. Thank you very much, Councillor. I'm going to call a recess now. And when I come back, I shall have to have your consent to continue because we'll be on the two hour, beyond the two hour limit, and we cannot continue beyond two hours without the general consent of councillors. So back in, uh, back in the room, please. Back in the room by 10 past eight, please. Is that okay? Talk to you soon. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. 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 Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. So, shall we, shall we come back together? Yep. Um, hands up anybody who's missing. I've got Barbara missing. I've got Barbara.
Are we live online again, Don? We are live, Councillor Foley. Yep. Can you hear me? Can we can all rush at once. Yes, we can. Uh, we've, got, we've got each uh, carry okay. on. Excellent. In that case, I'm going to invite Councillor Stora uh, to speak. Uh, Councillor Stora, uh, you indicated that you... Point, point of order, Chair. Do we need to agree to carry on? Oh, thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have to have a general consensus for us to continue for more than two hours. Thank you for pointing that out. Uh, so is, are we generally in favour of that? If not, we can stop and have another meeting at some other time. Put your hands up if you're, if you're okay with it. Uh, useful if everybody did that. Let me che check the other screen. Just keep them up for the moment, please. Yeah, I think that's a general agreement. Are you okay with that, uh, Mr Pugh? <laughs> Sorry yes. to wake you up. <laughs> I'm looking for looking for to unmute. Uh, no, 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 no. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. So let's proceed. Councillor Storer, can you? Uh, uh, you have five minutes. Thank you, Chair. I'm going to talk about two things. First, the status of the inspector's letter, and second, its implications. Recently, several members have described this as a difficult decision. I beg to differ. To me, it's a very, very easy decision to take. How can I say that? Well, because I have the advantage over you all and that um, for a matter of decades, I've worked in local government producing local plans. And what that means is that I understand the, the significance and the status of inspectors' letters. And I'm going to repeat the words that I said to Councillor Dean at our February meeting. The local plan inspectors are all powerful. What they say goes. That's reflected in the planning inspectorate's guide, which states, and I quote, there is no mechanism for the final report, that is the letter in this case, to be amended by the inspector or anyone else after it has been sent to the local planning authority. Members, that letter is the final word. There are no ifs, no buts, no maybes, that's it. And that letter is damning, make no mistake about that. Moving on then to its implications. The legislation allows for three possible outcomes to a local plan examination. They are first, that the inspector recommends adoption. Second, that the inspector recommends modifications leading to adoption. Or third, as is our case, the plan is found unsound and it's not considered possible to rectify by modifications. And this little bit is particularly important, in which case the inspector recommends that the plan is not adopted. But before that recommendation, the council is asked to consider withdrawing the plan. That is where we are. So that letter is as strongly worded as it possibly can be by the inspectors. But we nonetheless now have the opportunity to seek to amend the plan 
should we so choose? What would be the advantages of so doing? Well, if you look at the findings of the LGA consultants who compared continuing with the plan against withdrawing it and starting again, we find that with regard to the time period, continuation would take the start date out of the council's hands, whereas recommencement would facilitate the government's target date being met. With regard to cost, there would be no effective difference. And with regard to housing numbers, it may not be possible to keep the housing target in the current draft plan because, as the inspectors themselves stated, any lengthy pause in the examination is likely to lead to the need to revisit the objectively assessed need for housing. And so take account of new household projections in just the same way as a new plan would. Hence their conclusion that there are weak grounds to justify support for the continued route. Like Councillor Dean, I've also been trying to read between the lines of the inspector's letter. And given what I've already told you about the status of that letter and the limitations in which the inspectors must operate, when I read between the lines, I see the three words likely to be which feature in paragraph 128 as being somewhat superfluous. Take them out and that sentence reads, we are of the view that withdrawal of the plan from examination is the most appropriate option. Members, that message is very, very clear. So to repeat what I said at the outset, this is a very easy decision to take. There is no practical, pragmatic and realistic alternative to withdrawing this draft plan and starting again. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Councillor Storm. Councillor Merrifield. Councillor Merrifield. Yes, thank you. Would you like to speak? Unmute now. Is that better? Yes, sorry. It had unmuted and then, it's, then it asked me, did I want to unmute? So I don't know what happens. Apologies. Um, like Councillor Stora, I find this a very easy um, situation to be in. Um, the motion has asked us to withdraw the plan. And we have two options, whether we vote for it or vote against it. For me personally, I find it a very easy um, situation to be in. And it'll come, to no not come as no surprise that my reaction would be to withdraw. I've read the documents, I've read the, um, the inspector's letter, I've read the document, the report from the consultants from the East of England um, Local Government Association. And that's the conclusion I've come to. But I'm not just here tonight representing myself, but those in, in my ward, and all those other people living in Uttlesford who deserve and who are, who are owed a local plan that delivers and facilitates effective, in, um, excuse me, effective public engagement across the community. There have been many written submissions, the majority of which have asked 
and agreed for the plan to be withdrawn. Tonight, we need to make a decision that will affect our residents and their lives for years to come. And to, and to close, really, I will quote from one of my parish councils. The council appreciates that this is the first step on a long journey, but support the council in producing, with the cooperation of local communities, a local plan which is suitable in meeting the requirements of the national planning policy framework, protection of countryside, clean air, and good climate policies. Therefore, I will be supporting the um, motion tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Councillor Merrifield. Councillor Pepper. Uh, good evening, everybody. Thank you, Chairman. Um, like the MAG application, uh, this is something I feel very strongly about. I'm not a person of few words. Some might argue I say too many. As long as they have some substance. The local plan policies seek to ensure that development retains and enhances the significance of the historic environment and heritage assets and their settings. Sustainability appraisal is a tool used to appraise planning policy documents in order to promote sustainable development. I believed the plan was unsound before I became a district council, and this has since been confirmed by the inspectors. It seeks to neither ensure the development retains and enhances the significance of the historic environment and his heritage assets, nor is it sustainable. Stansted Airport is even less likely to expand since COVID-19. Therefore, it will not provide jobs for the additional growth at Eastern Park and west of Braintree. I'm not against building houses and I'm not ruling out anything. They just need to be built in the right places. I believe that spatial strategy and sustainability are key objectives. Withdrawing is the best option. The advice from the inspectors and the LGA was both detailed and crystal clear to withdraw. This is sound advice. I'm sure our local residents and the wider community will be wholly satisfied that this is the best option forward or best way forward. Thank you. Thank you, Councillor Pepper. We have Councillor DeVries. Hello. Um, I'm minded to vote for withdrawal of the plan. Uh, personally, I believe there are lots of inadequacies, uh, many of which have already been highlighted and discussed. But from my perspective, an example of how the current plan is inadequate is it bypasses providing for the needs of new and also existing small and medium businesses in terms of suitable premises, office, location. Uh, the current plan certainly highlights that there are shortfalls, but provides no real solutions or effective monitoring framework. Um, small, small business in this area are the heart and breadline of many families. Um, for example, much of the identified space is in rural areas where rent is much cheaper. But inadequate broadband makes it largely impractical for businesses to operate. Likewise, in town centres, we have office space. But lack of parking and higher rents makes it unviable for new businesses. So a sound plan needs all these pieces to fit together. We need contingency, resilience, 
considered and built in. We need to be looking at it as a big picture. Um, in general, the district council is very, the district is very good at attracting larger businesses such as at Chesterford Research Park, Stansted Airport, then also the spread of retail, supermarkets, chains, cafes, this kind of thing. This is not a bad thing as long as we don't allow it to let us ignore the needs for small and medium-sized businesses. Before I was a councillor, I stood before the previous administration in the public speaking at the full council on June 19th, 2018, highlighting this inadequacy. And unfortunately, like the words of many other members of the public who spoke that night, it had no effect. This was one of the reasons that led me to be here today as a councillor. So I believe now is the time to start again, take on board what's important for now and for the future. The plan is not just about housing, as important as that is, we need a plan that pays proper attention to all the elements that make it up. Um, business growth does go hand in hand with affordable housing as well, as apprenticeships, entry level or generally lower paid positions will require this housing. So we should be looking at servicing existing needs, but also providing opportunities for residents and attracting new residents and businesses. And the local plan does not provide for this at all. So we need to be looking at this as a fresh start with a big picture and making sure we have all the pieces and all the elements and everything fits together. Thank you. Thank you, Councillor De Vries. I have Councillor Armstrong. Thank you very much. Can everybody hear me? Hiya. Good, thank you. Uh, well, I wish I had a crystal ball. <clears throat> I first decided to get involved in local politics in 2014 with the local plan. In 2020, this was something I didn't think I'd have to do again, but I believe we could fix the local plan. But we've been given a clear path on withdrawal by our experts, but the expectations from our residents will be falsely based on the belief that the number of new homes will be dramatically less than they think there will be at present. And this last paragraph, I'd like to quote, uh, there will be a cost to the council, but it should be seen as an investment. And the dividend for that investment could well, amongst other things, be affordable housing that's so badly needed in this district. I'm sure that the plan can come together that will be, in the final analysis, acceptable and able to become adoptable. There will be, of course, some to whom any plan would never be acceptable. Please do not be one of those. Have the courage to make the decision and allow your officers to work afresh under the new directions indicated by the plan inspectors and along the lines they have drawn up in their recommendations. I wish you good fortune. Yours sincerely, Vic Ranger. Now that may surprise some of you, but this shows you how long the plan's been going on that even the previous administration believes that this should be withdrawn. And so do I. Thank you. Thank you, Councillor Armstrong. Councillor Sell. Thank you, Chairman. Uh, just a few comments. And 
I hear what the majority of members have said tonight, and I respect what they say, that they believe that withdrawal of the plan is the best way forward. I hope that those members will also respect the views of people here in Stansted, where all members of the parish council, all members of the neighbourhood plan working group, believe to the contrary, that they feel that during the 13 years of this local plan development, we in Stansted have accepted around a thousand new homes, and which has taken the population from 6,000 to around 9,000. Other communities I know have had the same experience in Elsdom. I'm a pragmatist and I realize uh, what I believe the outcome of this vote. I, I just hope that as a council, we will be able to work together uh, for the benefit of all the residents of the district, there will be huge challenges in the future, huge worries for residents. And I'm not obviously saying tonight, but I do think uh, we need to take on board Councillor Lemon's point about the Green Belt fairly quickly. Councillor Crisioni mentioned about the community infrastructure levy, and I think we need to deal with that as well. So residents will be in a great state of uncertainty. I was never one who said that the last plan was perfect. I did vote with quite a heavy heart for the local plan because I took the view that Chesterford, North Huddersford in particular, I was not happy with because I recognised the heritage and landscape views but the garden communities grew like topsy for one, two to three. And I think there was and may well become a wearisome amongst not just councillors but residents, a long running saga. And counts, uh, residents will feel embattled as we are in Stansted by speculative developers. And I have great sympathy for Council Evans as the portfolio holder. I think Councillor Barker may still have the scars of her dealings with the residents of Elsenham Henham. Not an easy job. You are never going to please everyone. It's impossible. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I have at least nine speakers uh, who haven't contributed yet. Uh, that would take at least another 45 minutes, about an hour. If, if your subject has been covered already by another speaker, don't feel that you have to stand up and actually put your two pennyworth in because um, uh, you'd simply be going over the same ground again. So uh, if, you, uh, if your points have already been made, then may I invite you to remove your blue hand from the list. But at the moment, I have Petrina Lees, please. Councillor Lees. Oh, lots, lots of people were before me before I put my hand up. But well, I'm... you're at the top of the list at the moment. Do you want to speak or don't you? Yeah, if you could just hold on a minute, darling. I'm trying to um, press my button. Um, you, you are right, because I think Alan Stora led brilliantly well with everything that most of us wanted to say. But there are two things I want to just reiterate, if I may. The last paragraph of the inspector's letter said they would not be receiving comments. So that made that very clear that they wouldn't do that. And secondly, I, I, I am going to reiterate uh, Councillor Merrifield's point, because here in my ward and in Elston and Henham, Elston have had 50% growth, and both parish councils are very keen for the plan 
floor plan because it kept them safe. However, they have read the local plan, they have seen the inspector's letter and they recognise that this plan, as it is, is not sound. So if people who live in an area that are going to be well defended with the plan that was already ahead, already on the table, are saying a better plan for better... For, better for all the residents, then I think we as a council should certainly be doing that. Thank you, Councillor Lees. Councillor uh, LeCount. I need to switch your microphone on. Thank you. I'm fine, I'm fine. Can everybody hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. That's fine. Well, I'm going to talk right out of the box, actually. I'm not going to even talk about houses. I'm not talking about any of those things. I'm going to talk a little bit about history. Uh, I wasn't involved in the World War I or World War II. But during those periods, two wars, two world wars, the technology went forward massively. And wars bring technology forward. There was massive movement in machines and vaccines and all the rest of the things. We just hit World War Three, actually. Uh, which is COVID-19. And they normally say that in actual fact, well, I'm, I'm supporting actually the withdrawal of, of the local plan. In COVID-19, they say that we won't have a vaccine for three to eight years. But suddenly, we've now got a situation where they say we might be able to get that in 12 months or 18 months. My question here is that with a good team heading with a new local plan, I think that we can do that in 12 to 18 months. So this so-called money of £800,000 per year is ridiculous. So why can't we have a new local plan and a new team to take us forward and make it happen for all of us? Because basically, it's simple. We're all talking about, we don't want it here, we don't want it there. Well, we all understand, we're all NIMBYs. You know, everybody's a NIMBY because it's not in my backyard, darling, you know. But we should really be thinking of a local plan and get it done quickly with the right team. So on that basis, I'm very much involved a new local plan. Thank you. Thank you, Councillor. Councillor Light. Thank you, Chair. Um, yeah, it's been very interesting uh, indeed, and I do concur with a lot of what has been said. Uh, this is really an opportunity to create a plan that incorporates all the needs. It's not just about houses, I agree entirely. It's about employment, it's about infrastructure, it's about creating homes and environments for people where people can live and um, live their lives in a very positive way. I look forward to seeing a very green plan. This is such an opportunity to create something that is vibrant, that is visionary, and that will really be a leading light uh, in this country. The only other point I would make, a very simple one, is that we knew the plan was flawed over a year ago, over two years ago, over three years ago. It should have been withdrawn already when we had the opportunity. Opportunity was offered by the inspectors last May or June. And we should then, this is now a year down the line, we should have just accepted it and said, yes, you're right, we, we will withdraw this plan. I will absolutely be voting for withdrawing this plan. I have not changed my mind. 
in the uh, last five years. Thank you. Thank you, Councillor Light. Uh, Councillor Hargreaves. Thank you, Chair. Um, first of all, just for the record, Newport Parish Council takes the same view as Elsnum, despite the fact the village uh, is having an increase of 55% in its number of houses. They read the documents, they read the inspector's letter and said there is no choice uh, but to withdraw this. However, the main point I wanted to raise is a request to members and also I think also to officers. Uh, if we withdraw this plan, which I assume is what's going to happen, can we please, please control expectations? I've seen all those letters that came in, many of them, it was very clear that people writing them thought that withdrawal of the plan takes everything away and everything will be fine. <clears throat> we have seen the figures in the appendix which says we will need to build on a new plan because the rules have changed and because we have to extend the period <clears throat> between 16,500 and 19,700 new permissions on top of everything that's already been, been permitted. So to put, put scale on that, Saffron Walden is about 8,000 houses. So we will have to build in the new plan between two and two and a half Saffron Waldens. Um, yeah, and there will be, uh, there's a belief also, some areas that the housing numbers can be reduced. We go on to government mandated figures. We don't have any choice over these. I participated actually in the white paper. Uh, I responded to the white paper where they were originally looking at how to do it. And at that point, the figures came up to 266,000 houses a year. That was what the new process is supposed to give. The government have recently said they want to increase it to 300,000. So there is no prospect in my mind that the government is going to suddenly say um, that, oh, we made a big mistake, we're gonna cut the housing figures for you. So it's going to be big. And we're going to have to look again at all sites, everything that's been dropped goes back into the mix, including Eastern Park, including Chesley, including everywhere. So please, my plea is, can we control expectations? Those who are going to be throwing their hats in the air, can we please warn them? It's not all going to be good. Uh, there's going to be lots of houses to be built and they've got to be built somewhere. Very well said and uh, controlling expectations. I, I'm going to, uh, I've got a list here. I'm working my way down it. I'm going to change it. I'm going to actually work from the bottom up now just to do, be a bit different. Councillor Lachlan, please. Can you hear me? Hi. Yes, I can. I wasn't expecting that. Sorry, working up the other way. Um, well, something that Councillor Day said earlier uh, about coming from a police background. Well, I come from a nursing background. And as we can tell from what's happened lately, with very sad figures, um, people do get sick and people unfortunately don't recover. But in the meantime, people work blooming hard to make sure that they try to get them to recover. Uh, and you know, I always work on that premise and I'm working on the same with the local plan. But um, the local peer, peer review, one of the paragraphs, 4.2, said the inspectors were silent on aspects of the plan that would not require significant further work at this stage. On this basis, it is assumed the inspectors are satisfied the plan is legally compliant, the duty to cooperate has been met 
and the objectively assessed need OAN is satisfactory. The latter point, though, is conditional as it would be necessary for the examination to consider changes in, say, new national household projections due to be published in 2020, but we know that hasn't happened yet, uh, and introduction of a new assessment methodology. It goes on to say, as part of the assessment of reasonable alternatives, the sustainability appraisal did not consider a smaller number of garden, garden communities in combination with more housing in existing sustainable settlements, nor does it have regard to the heritage impact assessment. And by that, I assume they're talking about North Chesterford, because that was the one that the, was criticised most uh, because of all the archaeology and things that are there. The other two um, weren't so, uh, criticised so much. Uh, so I actually think that we could, with a bit of effort and a bit of will on everybody's part, put this right. I don't think it's necessary to withdraw it. I think the cost is phenomenal. We're told it will be the same with other, but that uh, I'm not sure. We were told that the plan would cost so much last time and it was phenomenal amount, much higher than we were told. Uh, so I'm not going to vote um, to retain this plan because I think it would be uh, a sad thing to do if we did that. And I think I know that when I was canvassing in my ward, perhaps because I rent, represent four small villages, four very pretty villages, uh, like some of you live in, um, and they certainly were not in favour of withdrawing the local plan. And I have spoken to them since. And um, I'm trying not to just be a ward member here, but looking at the good of the whole district. And I think withdrawing the plan would be the wrong thing to do. Thank you. Thank you, Janice. Thank you, Councillor. Uh, can we have Councillor Bagnall, please? Councillor Bagnall, are you there? I am, thank you, Chair. The mute button wasn't working properly. Um, it was just to say that um, I was listening to some of the comments about um, where development's currently proposed. Uh, and to give you an example, Takeley over the last sort of 10 years have been, has doubled in size. We've not received the necessary infrastructure to cope with that, but we've doubled in size regardless. Now, in the existing plan, we're actually very well off in terms of we only have 20 or 30 houses allocated to Takeley, uh, which, if you really believe that was going to happen, you're, you're barking mad. But uh, we've, we fully support in Takeley the withdrawal of the plan so that we can start again and plan properly. Uh, we need it to be infrastructure-led,
Unfortunately, I don't control the technology. None of us do. Well, certainly. But could, could, could I suggest perhaps that you adjourn for five minutes at least so that we can try and um, sort something yeah, out? That would be good. Councillor Sutton, you've been um, trying to attract my attention. You need to switch your microphone on. Microphone. That was the reason that I was trying to get your attention. People were missing yeah, me. Maybe we should issue people with flags or something that they can wave. It would be good. So can we adjourn for five minutes whilst we see if we can sort out the technology, please? Just five-minute break. Uh, we'll come back at five minutes to nine, please, and then we'll do the vote. Councillor Adrian Webb, are you there? Adrian? I am, Chair. I mean, I'm currently trying to get yeah. in touch with well, the... Do what you can with it, please. Oh. We'll come back in five minutes. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. 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 Shall I take the roll call if everybody's back? Uh, if, if somebody... uh, we can actually more or less see. <laughs>
Councillor Reeve is missing. Those two are missing, but we're not up to five minutes too yet. I said, I said five minutes. Five. Well, I think you have to stick to five minutes, Mr Chair. I do. That's what I was doing. That's why I wasn't sitting in my chair. And then we've got about another two minutes to go. Sorry about Sorry, that, guys. Please hold. Your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. 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 Please hold. Your meeting has been... Proceed with the vote, please. Uh, yes, uh, or against... Sorry. Sorry. Yes, I, I will do okay. that. Uh, worth checking that the audio is back on before we go to the vote, I guess. Right. Is oh, the audio... How do I do that? Arthur's Audio not there. Is Arthur is not there. Arthur's not there. Well, we haven't quite managed five minutes to yet. There we go. Arthur hasn't left a place setting either, a place marker. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. In which case, shall I start with the roll call vote? Or the recorded vote? Actually, thank you, Mr. Okay. Very good. Well, drill as before, four against or abstain. Councillor Armstrong. Four. Councillor Asker. Four. Councillor Bagnall. Four. Councillor Barker. Chairman, this was my plan. Against. Councillor Caton. Councillor Caton. Against. Councillor Coote. Four. Councillor Cristione. Four. Councillor Day. Four. Councillor DeVry. Four. Councillor Dean. Against. Councillor Driscoll. Four. Councillor Eek. Four. Councillor Evans. Four. Councillor Fairhurst. Four. Councillor Foley. Four. Councillor Freeman. Four. Councillor Gregory? Four. Councillor Hargreaves? Four. Councillor Isham? Four. Councillor Jones? 
for Councillor Khan. Uh, against. Councillor Lavelle. For. Councillor Count. For. Councillor Lees. For. Councillor Lemon. For. for. Councillor Light. For. Councillor Lodge. For. Councillor Loughlin. Very much against. Councillor Luck. For. Councillor Merrifield. For. Councillor Oliver. Councillor Oliver? Against. Councillor Pavitt? For. Councillor Pepper? For. Councillor Reeve? For. Councillor Sell? Against. Councillor Stora? For. Councillor Sutton? For. Councillor Taylor? For. So. I have seven votes against, uh, which means there's 31 votes for, so the motion is carried. Thank you, Mr. Pugh. And uh, thank you, councillors, for your time and diligence. We spend a lot of time on that, but uh, it's the most important matter to deal with. And uh, I plan to close the meeting unless anybody has any other business. I hope they don't. <laughs> thank you very much, everybody. Good night. Good night. Thank you. 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 Thank you.